0: Hi, Pastor Mike here. I'm glad you joined us today for our Harvest Men Valor podcast. We are in Acts 27 and 28, the final chapters of this epic story, saga, historical narrative of the birth and beginnings of the church. And when I say church, I mean the people who became believers and followers of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, immediately after his death and resurrection and ascension. You know, Jesus is the one who tagged them with the name the church. You know, it was in Caesarea Philippi that Jesus had taken his disciples to the foothills of Mount Hermon, which was 60 miles north of Jerusalem. It's a little beautiful uh, wooded area uh, with a river flowing down from Mount Hermon, into, and it actually goes into the Sea of Galilee and becomes the Jordan River. And Jesus is there with his boys, and he asked them in Matthew 16, verses 13 through 18, And it says this: it says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What rock is Jesus talking about? Not, Not Peter. Actually, the word for Peter is Petros. That's the word Jesus used. That's little rock. But on Petra... And the word Petra means big rock. And Jesus said, on this rock, Petra, I will build my church. What rock? Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. The simple truth is Jesus is the foundation of the church. His life, his teaching about himself and what he passed on to the disciples. And in the book of Acts, it's recorded for us the beginning of the church, his people. You know... The title Acts is really the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the life of his people or the church. After Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, after the Virgin birth, after, the, after his crucifixion, after his resurrection, after his ascension into heaven, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to live in the life of his people, to live in the church. In John 15, 16, Jesus said, I will pray and the Father will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He also told them that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon them to be witnesses for Jesus. So we have the Holy Spirit with us and in us and upon us. And the book of Acts records the beginning of the church, so we have studied the life of these characters, Stephen and Peter and Luke and, of course, Paul, who we're studying now, and this whole cast of characters, and now we're at the very end, chapter coming to chapter 28. But it's not a wrap. It's not a wrap. Okay, so Pastor Greg has been working on this new film called The Jesus Revolution, And the film company, Kingdom, was filming some of the scenes down in different uh, locations in Southern California, one of them being Pirate's Cove in Corona Del Mar, uh, where in the early 70s, they baptized a generation of new believers, and Pastor Greg was one of those. And uh, we do baptisms there even today. So just this last weekend, they had the actors and all the extras, which were people that were dressed in their late 60s and 70s outfits, which was really cool to see. Well, when they had finished all the filming for this new film, Pastor Greg posted on his Instagram a picture of the actors playing himself and Kathy with the caption, That's a wrap. Meaning they had finished filming all the scenes. That's a wrap. And we are wrapping up our study in the book of Acts. So in a sense, that's a wrap. But in another sense, this is not a wrap. Here we are in Acts the last two chapters of the book of Acts. And as we looked at last week, Paul was now on his way to Rome. After being on trial in Caesarea before the Roman governor Festus and King Agrippa, God had told Paul he was going to go to Rome. God had plans to use Paul to speak not only to the Jews in Rome, but also to the people of Rome and to their leaders. In Acts 23, 11, while Paul was in prison, It says, but the following night, the Lord stood before Paul and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, you shall also bear witness of me in Rome. So Paul now is in Rome. He made it to Rome. I really encourage you guys to read all of chapters 27 and 28. It's an amazing story of God's divine protection, provision, and purpose through a real storm. Not an illustration but a real life threatening harrowing storm. Man, if you love sea stories like Moby Dick or the Sea Wolf or Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll be moved by this story. Only this one is for real, and I encourage you to read it because it's a look at God's faithfulness. But I want to key in in this last chapter of Acts on verses 23 through 28. Paul had gone through this storm and had arrived in Rome and was delivered to the captain of the Roman guard to stand trial before Caesar himself. He was under house arrest. First, as it was his custom in verse 17, Paul met with the Jewish leaders in Rome. So he called the Pharisees and the Sadducees to come and hear what he had to share with them about Christ. Now, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were two different sects of the Jewish leaders. Now, the Sadducees, they didn't believe in the resurrection. That's why they were sad, you see? Okay, that's a bad joke. But the Pharisees did believe in the resurrection, but they hadn't believed in Jesus yet. So in Acts 28, verse 23, it says, so when they had appointed him a day, speaking of Paul, many came to him at his lodging to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by these things which he spoke, and some disbelieved. So Paul told the story of Jesus through the law and the prophets. You know, it's encouraging to know that we can tell the story of Jesus Creation. We can tell the story about Jesus through the law, through the prophets, because Jesus is not only found in the New Testament, he is also found in the Old Testament. Psalms 22 speaks of his crucifixion. Isaiah 53 speaks in detail how Christ was sacrificed for us and how he gave his life as a sacrifice for our sin. And that was written 800 years before it happened. And so much more. Jesus even said, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Paul was teaching the kingdom and preaching about Jesus. You know, we live in a fallen world. Our kingdom is cracked. We have temporary kings and queens, some of them not so good. But Jesus, the king, is coming again. The king of kings is coming again. Who is he? Well, he was lowly and riding on a donkey, but he will come again to set up an eternal kingdom. The Jewish leaders listened to Paul and had a mixed response. Some did believe. Some believed. Aren't you glad when you share Christ with someone and they believe? I'm always so stoked when someone puts their faith in Christ because it's such a spiritual battle. But we need to continue to share the gospel. In fact, Paul wrote in Romans 1:16, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God to salvation to all who believe. And some were saved when he met with these Jewish leaders. But in verse 24, it says some disbelieved. Verse 25, it reads, and when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word, the Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people has grown dull. Their ears are hard to hearing, and their eyes have been closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that salvation is of God, has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. You know, it's really sad to see the truth of Jesus go out and have people reject it. I have a childhood friend, his name is Mark, who told me that, Mike, I'm glad you believe, but it's not for me. Please pray for Mark. I want to see him come to faith. I was looking at uh, Franklin Graham's uh, Twitter page. I got a notification, and he had really posted the gospel message about the death and resurrection of Christ. And he got all these responses. Well, here's a few of them. So if Jesus didn't stay dead, how did he die for our sins? This story never made a lick of sense to me. Another person said, this story is stolen and not even an original. Another said, it would be more of a feat if he did not die. It never happened. Jesus didn't become a zombie. He was killed by the Romans and tossed into a mass grave. Case closed. It's sad to see those responses. They don't seem to have thought this out. What can we do? Just lovingly do what God has asked us to do to go and tell others and live authentically, teaching the kingdom, preaching about Jesus. You know, Jesus did go to the cross and die for our sins. Yet he rose again on the third day, defeating sin and death. He ascended into heaven, and he will come again to set up an eternal kingdom. Think about this. You may think like the Sadducees or these Twitter posters, that it's ridiculous, really. But think about this. We are all going to die someday. It's going to be over, and sometimes you think you have the answer to life and death, and you know, you can't even fix your own life. You can't even fix others who are suffered or have messed up their life. And you think you have eternity figured out, yet you will reject someone who asks you just to believe, someone who loves you, who has covered you because his life, with his life and his death and his resurrection. No belief, no life. You know, I have all these passwords for my bank for uh, my databases at work, for email accounts, for PayPal, you know, but for eternity, there's really only one password, and that's Jesus. Belief in Jesus. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy, and maybe you have taken the hook. You haven't thought it out the whole way. Think about it, man. Think about what Jesus has done for you. If you don't believe You are going to die an everlasting death separated from God and his love. This life isn't it. It's not a wrap. But I will say this, the Jesus you may be rejecting wants to wrap his loving arms around you and bless you and give you eternal life. As believers, we can't just go all sport, all surf, all art, all whatever. But we are asked by our king to pass it on. So others can hear and believe. The book of Acts is not a wrap. The acts of the Holy Spirit are still active now through you and me. Through his church. Through believers. Through Harvest and others. In the work that we do. Like this Jesus Revolution film in many ways. It's going to go out. The gospel message is going to go out. God help you and God help me to follow Paul's lead in living to the very end for our king. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. and Even as we had just celebrated Easter, the resurrection of your son, we thank you so much that we have life through his death and resurrection. And Lord, we pray that even like Paul, who shared the message of Jesus to all, all the way to the end, Lord. We pray that we would, too, have that same desire. And, Lord, you would equip us with that same power to live for you, to share Jesus with others. And, Lord, that you we would see many people come to faith. And, Lord, we recognize that it's not a wrap in our lives in the sense that we need to continue living for you. We need to continue believing And continue reaching out to those who don't know you. So we pray that you would bless our uh, our summer, Lord, as we get into these summer months. And we just uh, pray that you would lead and guide and direct in Jesus' name. Amen.